You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. Traveling through this world of woe There is no sickness, no toil, nor danger In that bright land to which I go Welcome to Cinema Geekly's Last of Us podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora. This is Clickerbait, and we are back to talk more of The Last of Us Season 1, <laughs> at least of two so far. <laughs> uh, episode 5, Endure and Survive on HBO and HBO Max. I think at this point, by the way, Aurora, speaking of, I think we mentioned that they got renewed for a second season, yep. but... I think it has been all but confirmed uh, through a couple of interviews that I've seen with Craig Mazin, where he's basically talking about like the second season is going to be adapting the second game. So this is going to be one of those, they're not going to stray too far from things. I thought there was a chance maybe they'd do a second season that takes place in between the first and second games. I was hoping. I was hoping. Um, yeah, just because I want more... Um, just more content, more of this show. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those like double-edged sword situations where I never want the show to end because it's so good, but also this has the potential to just, they're going to tell their story and go, and it's going to be like as close to perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anything to mess that up. But, you know, on the other hand, it's been so good that I kind of don't want it to stop. That being said, uh, in this interview that I saw with Craig, I think it was like a red carpet uh, interview or something. He was somebody was asking him about the second season, and he was talking about how more complicated The Last of Us Part Two is over Part One, and the story is so much bigger, and there's a, a lot more going on than even in the first game. And he did not personally think that you could do Last of Us Part 2 in one season. I so, was about to say, Last of Us Part 2 is like three seasons. Yeah, like there's so much that happens. Like um, I literally remember playing that game, and there's a point in the game that I thought was the end, yeah. and then it keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. But not in a way that feels like, oh, when is it not, ever going to end? Not in a bad way. Yeah. yeah, not in a bad way, like in an awesome way. Like I thought it was done, and then I... Yeah, could keep playing, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yes, yeah. I've <laughs> I've played a few games where it feels like it's dragged on for too yeah. long, yeah. And but not the Last of Us. No. no, if no. anything, it's like more more immersion yes. for me. Oh, mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about episode five, and there were some things from the game that made me very happy. There were some things that they melded from the game into other scenes and i can't wait to talk about them so let's dive in 
After a standoff between Henry and Sam with Joel and Ellie, Henry proposes that they escape the city using underground tunnels. Joel is hesitant, but agrees. Henry admits to Joel that he was responsible for the death of Kathleen's brother in exchange for medication to treat Sam's leukemia. After escaping through the tunnels, the group is attacked by a sniper. Joel kills him, but finds that he was radioing Kathleen, who arrives with her militia. As Kathleen prepares to kill Henry, a multitude of infected emerge from the underground, including a bloater that kills Perry and a child clicker that kills Kathleen. After the group escape to a motel, Sam shows Ellie that he was bitten by an infected. Ellie tries to heal him by applying her blood to his wound. The next morning, an infected Sam attacks Ellie. Henry hesitates, but ultimately kills Sam. Distraught by this, Henry kills himself. Joel and Ellie bury them and set off on foot, heading west. Aurora, we all knew this day was coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think of episode five of The Last of Us? This episode was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it this was, was yeah. an ode to the game. Oh, yeah. And yep. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved from the tunnels and the child's writings on the wall. Yes, they did. Uh, which, is, which is part of the game. That like, you see that in the game. Yeah, they had uh, they had the drawing from the game, the Danny yes. and Ish our protectors drawing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so in the game, when you're with Henry and Sam, you are you're escaping Pittsburgh, yeah. and you find this sewer drain, like this big, huge one, right. and you find this hideout, and there's children's drawings everywhere. You mm-hmm. you sort of and it's not a story that you see. It's like through writings, like there are right. diary entries and stuff like this that you pick up and read and. As you're reading through them, you sort of get this story of this guy who had escaped all of this on a boat, but mm-hmm. he runs out of uh, he runs out of equipment and food and has to head back into to shore, and ultimately sort of ends up constructing this little community around mm-hmm. himself, and you learn all about this story. And everything that happened to him, but all through like reading and stuff. And they included yeah. it in here. I and loved, I thought that was great. Love that they included this in mm-hmm. the in the show because yes. that to me was one of the those moments in the game that you kind of kind of like get lost in the story of the game. Like yes. you feel it's it's such a like a I don't know, it's 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 an important detail, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, from you know adapting from the game so Mm -hmm. um so i like i love that i love this the whole sniper scene Uh, oh was so similar to the game too (laughs) it really was but they this is the thing that blew me away about this show uh because it sort of feels like there's i mean everything costs money or whatever to make uh but there's always like this sort of feeling of like you can get away with more in animation than you can get away with in live right. action. Like there's just stuff that you can draw in animation that would just yeah. be so hard to do practically in real life or, you know, you'd have to do CGI for it or something. And 
the same could be said about a video game, right? Like you could, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Uncharted games are, you know, like they have set pieces and action sequences in that Uncharted game that would just be really difficult to recreate in live action because they'd be so massive. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the game, you reach a neighborhood very similar to the one they they built that that was a set it was crazy how similar it was it looked great yeah (laughs) and there's a sniper uh except in the game the sniper is very accurate and here the sniper is not so accurate because he's like an old he's a sad (laughs) old man here um but uh like the whole point is like you've got to flank around these houses and there's other guards you have to kill and get past or whatever in order to yep. get to this yeah. I, I died a lot in this in this um but I it's it's the first time <laughs> right and it's such a tense like once you get to the sniper rifle like once you kill that guy yeah. and take him out then you have to take control of his rifle because like yeah. military people are coming in and then infected are coming in and you have to like pick them off so like Ellie, Sam and Henry can yep. get to you. And they do a very similar thing here, but mm-hmm. it is on such a larger and grander scale. Oh my God. Like my we, jaw was on the floor for this. Can we talk about the child clicker? Yeah. Oh my god, that was creepy. Yeah, so she was she's a contortionist. Oh my god, and that was CGI. So that was not CGI when she was like oh. climbing into the window and like just flipping over that like all creepily. Looked like CGI. Yeah, nope, real. Uh with prosthetics. Wow. Um Oh my gosh. In fact, everything the I mean there are obviously some CGI bloater moments, but the bloater was there. That was a practical a guy in a suit wow. doing that. I know. Um, and he literally decapitated. Oh my god! So, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. So, in the game, you meet the bloater when you're at in Bill's town at the high school. Right. This is the first time we meet a bloater here, and the way they introduce it is like early on. Uh, Henry is telling Joel like they force Fedra. The only good thing Fedra ever did in Kansas City was force the infected underground. It made like the streets safer and things like that, which means they were somewhere under there. And when the this truck crashes into this house and catches on fire, it just weakens the ground underneath and it collapses. And then all of these infected start pouring out and oh. like crazy looking. Um, and then the the bloater comes out and it's chaos. Like yeah. in a way that it is not in the game. In the game, it's it's not not chaos, but the numbers are not like that. You get but you know what you I get a fairly like, manageable number of people to like. I, snipe. I agree. I agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like the way that they did it in the show, yeah, uh, it kind of like gave this sense of urgency that you feel in the game. Oh this yeah, happens. no, they yes, it was yeah tense. because it's not a, it's not as intense as it happened mm-hmm. in the show. But when it's yeah. happening in the game, you feel so tense and anxious that you yeah. have to kill everything. And I feel yes. like when this happened in the show, I was the same. I felt the same. One thing that I didn't even notice the first time watching it, it was only after I listened to the um, companion podcast for the show mm-hmm. that uh, Troy Baker does. Uh, Craig Mazin was talking about the, they were talking about the, the little kid clicker 
And they're like, I don't know if you noticed this detail, but I had her wearing a Blue's Clues shirt because I think <laughs> taking something sweet and innocent and mixing it with something like horrifying and creepy is like the perfect recipe. So you've got yep. this like creepy contortionist little clicker girl, but she's wearing a Blue's Clues t-shirt. It was so um, creepy. The like using that as a moment to like head things off with Kathleen and to have this conversation about like now we know why she hates Henry so much because her character got fleshed out a little bit. Uh, yep. We we got a scene with her like in her childhood bedroom where she's talking to Perry about like her brother and mm -hmm. um, like we find out that what happened to her brother is he got turned on essentially like Henry did what he needed to do so he could get medication for Sam and. You know, it's like, again, it's those themes of what we do, what we're willing to do for the people that we love and the harm that we do. Like Kathleen was hurt through this. Like, yeah. there's no reason to think that she was a bad person or just think just thinks what she's doing is right. I mean, uh, she did do a monologue of how justified it is to kill kids so yes yeah <laughs> well i mean her thing was like pretty bleakly brutal and blunt right it yeah. was yeah. like kids die all the time uh mm -hmm. which you know she found out firsthand uh when she got bit by a little kid infected yeah uh, the irony so the, uh, the the irony is strong there yeah um the thing about so Perry, I don't know how many people I didn't even realize this at first, but the actor who plays Perry is the guy who voiced Tommy in the games. You know, so, I was going to ask something about that because he mm -hmm. looked like the character Tommy. A little bit, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. It, it definitely was in the voice for me. I didn't notice the the face at first, but he's the guy who plays Tommy in the games. Mm -hmm. And originally they wanted Craig Mazin was talking about wanting the bloater to like rip him in half, like at the waist. Ooh. And they're like, you know, though, like realistically, humans don't come apart like that at no, the waist. No. It's not like a clean. Yeah, um, yeah. So what they did, I should have been horrified, Aurora, but <laughs> I love these games so much. And sometimes I'm just caught off guard. So like earlier when they're in um, like what's left of ish's little community um and ellie and and sam are playing in there for a while like ellie finds a copy of savage starlight which is mm -hmm. the comic book collectible that you get yep. in the game or whatever and i'm like oh yes like the collectible the comic book <laughs> and they're talking her and sam are talking about all the all the like you know which 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 books do you have because you can keep track mm -hmm. of the issues that you have and like I get excited when I see things from the game because yeah, I love the game you know, so much. It's so, one of my favorite collectibles in any game. Like so, I love yeah. that the collectibles in The Last of Us. So when <laughs> when Perry tries to fight off this click uh, this bloater, and I should also note that they've kind of made the bloater sort of uh, like indestructible. Like it looked, if yeah, you don't that, like if you don't have of, bombs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, guns aren't going to kill it. Um, but anyway, when this bloater grabs him and grabs him by the head 
and puts his puts its hand in his jaw. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna do the bloater kill from the game. And boy, yep. did he ever just rip that man's yep. head from his shoulders. Yep. And I was so happy. That was savage. Yeah, I was amazing. like, oh my god, yay! <laughs> I but I it feels so weird to be cheering for that. But it was it's just like, like yay, that's the <laughs> But it was straight from the game. I was just like, oh, they are just every every little detail and yeah but there are some things obviously they change some big things like mm-hmm. sam is deaf in this show yeah. he's not in Which the I game love, i i really like that change i think it made for a really interesting change because yeah. um like it's a scary world out yes. there and especially when you have when you have monsters out there that are triggered by sound yet sam can't hear anything Mm -hmm. he would never know like he couldn't he would never see it coming um i that's terrifying it would make henry all the more protective of his brother and i thought it added an extra layer that i wasn't expecting and um it also added they added this layer as well to Henry that isn't in the game where he, in the show, he tells Joel, like, I've never killed anybody before. Like, not really. Like, through his actions, Kathleen's right, brother right. was killed. But he has never physically killed anybody. He's, like, holding an unloaded gun to you is, like, the closest I've ever come in my life to violence. Mm-hmm. And he's not exactly like that in the game. He's really more right. of an ally that will, like, help you shoot, you know, monsters yeah. and things like that. And soldiers and stuff. It makes it so much more heart wrenching that when the moment comes, the first, the first being he ever kills is his brother. Yeah, it's terrible. I like, cried. It's so heart. Oh, it's such a gut punch. The and, way they, they did it, they did yeah. it so well, and um, I remember this being really hard in the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in the show, they did it. I don't know. I, I knew what was going to happen, and I still mm. cried. I, yeah. They did it in such a fantastic way. Uh, uh, my my eldest told me, like, it's so much harder when it's real people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And here's the thing that I've noticed. There have been two, like, huge, 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 like, death scenes in the game. And therefore, Sarah, and therefore, mm-hmm. Henry and Sam... And one thing I've noticed is when they've done these, they do not stray from the game. They are played no. straight from the game, almost moment yeah. for moment. And, but it's like, that's a testament. Like, that's why we're making the show is because these are that good. And yeah. I was, I don't want to say happy to see it. Like, no. <laughs> I'm not happy to see it, but I was. I would say, I would say it's happy that, that they. Mm-hmm. Did it did justice to the yes theme. yes yeah that this continues to keep living up to the potential and exceeding it in places yeah. is just more than I could ever ask for for this so yeah. super d- delight there's no good word Aurora uh, I was saddened saddened and delighted <laughs> uh, I was happy well, and let sad me, let me let me say this so my husband okay. was watching this with me and okay. he saw this scene and he was like. He turns to me and he's like, does that happen in the game? And I was like, yes, that happens in the game. Sure and he's does. like, wow. He was like, wow, the game is dark. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes. And, they, and it's in, super dark. In some cases, the game is 
darker than the show has even been in some areas like with like with the we talked about before with the bill and frank story is way darker like that's a happy ending in the tv show (laughs) um the game ending is way 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 worse um and i mean but they made up for it here this was such a gut punch and it's kind of only insinuated in the game that they bury them here we actually see them bury them and Mm -hmm. um because sam is deaf part of the way that he communicates he's got one of those like old like magic pads that when you write on it you lift up the sheet and then it erases Mm -hmm. it so he would write things on it from time to time and after they bury them ellie just writes i'm sorry and places it on top which was oh my god so unfair um they so they another thing that they deviated from in the show from the game and i thought this was brilliant i don't like you can punch some holes in it uh, like in the game, Sam does not confide in Ellie that he was bit. Like right. you kind of get the sense maybe like, especially with hindsight, if you play through the game a second time, the way he talks to her and all of his mannerisms, like, you know, he's hiding it, but right. it's also kind of coming out. Like if you knew it, like with hindsight, you are sort of seeing the visual cues and, and hearing it a little bit in his voice. Um, so here he does confide and and also in the show he seems to be younger than ellie a little bit they're closer in age in the game so here he's a bit of a younger kid and he confides in her that he's bit and the there is obviously a bit of a logic loophole here as to why ellie would not tell them well Mm -hmm. okay so here's where the here's where i think they're kind of getting around the loophole uh, Ellie shows him that he was, she was bit too, but right. she's fine. Like she's like, I'm immune or whatever. And to show you the kind of person Ellie really is, she takes this knife and cuts her hand open thinking like it's in my blood. Like right. if I just put my blood on his cut, like whatever is making me immune is going to go into him and it's going to make him immune. He does. She says, "Like my blood is medicine." Yeah. 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 And um, little does she know. Like we don't know why she's immune. We never find out exactly why. One hundred percent. Um, but that's some spoilers for later on. Spoilers, everybody. <laughs> uh, unless they change things. Maybe they um, change it. Yeah. It's possible. Yep. So the. <laughs> I think you can use that as a way to maybe kind of close the loophole. Like she was going to wait to see in the morning. Like maybe he'd be fine. There's no need to tell everybody think, and I get think them that's, all. That's what she, she right. expected. Yeah. And when she wakes up in the morning, she finds him that, you know, he's already, he's already been infected. Like her blood isn't medicine. Like it, right. you can't just use it to heal people. And even if it is something that's in her blood, like that's not how, like vaccines work you have to synthesize a vaccine using stuff from in the blood but like the blood itself it just doesn't work like that but she doesn't know that and he doesn't know Mm -hmm. that um so i think that's kind of their way around why wouldn't she just tell joel and henry but she probably didn't want them to freak out she thought this makes sense like maybe it'll work and in the morning you know if it doesn't work then i'll tell them but by then it was you know too late and then things played out exactly how they play out in the game and uh, 
brutal, just brutal, but yep. perfect as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts, Aurora? No, I mean, I like I said, this episode was perfection, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to going to any comic convention. <laughs> and seeing someone dressed as that little girl, Clicker. Oh my God! I mean, right? It's perfect. I mean, yeah, I want to see a little blonde girl uh, dressed as a Clicker in the comic con. Just get the it's little like... mask, get the little Blues Clue shirt. Yeah. Have them do like a little bit of like handstands or whatever, you know? Because yeah. like, <laughs> yep. yep, that was really creepy. I'm like, why is that one so creepy? It and was then so creepy. It was and... so, the way that she moved. It yeah, and when they talked amazing. about casting her because they're like let's talk about that little girl and they're like she's a contortionist and i'm like oh that makes sense that makes sense yeah um i'm like was this little girl a contortionist also like in the like universe of the show like like is that why she moves like that (laughs) (laughs) like none of the other clickers move like that at all um but it was creepy it was really cool and that also there's all sorts of horrifying connotations to that because she's a little girl. She was maybe, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And uh, it takes a while to turn into a clicker. It takes a yeah. few years. So yeah. she was probably infected when she was little. Very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is horrifying to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like creepy and tense and sometimes yep. scary and like lots of tears, but also happiness. And yep. I just, I, I, I don't know how they're going to keep topping themselves. Aurora. Yeah, I, yeah, this, either. we can't go. I mean, I, uh, there's no reason we can't go higher than a five. I'm just choosing to not go higher than a five, <laughs> but I, this feels like whew, it's either the, it's either the best episode or the best episode since the first episode. Uh, I'd say the first, the best episode since the first episode. Yeah, yeah. and that's saying something because yeah. the Bill and Frank episode was was perfection. Yeah. Um, like episode two was great. Episode four was really good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, uh, if you have nothing else to add, Aurora, what would you give? Oh, a five. Episode five. Yeah, I, don't know. I gave it a five <laughs> too. Everybody, this is like the. The least. Shit. Yeah, there is like no, there's no build up to this no. at all. Um, I mean, I I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just, oh, it was so good. it's everything I wanted it to be and more. Like, I was not going into the show with like this was this show that we're being given right now is like my pipe dream version of the show. Like the yep. thing that you don't expect to get. Like I was my, after like seeing the trailers and the casting and all that stuff, my, uh, my bar got raised to like, I expect this to be a, a good to very good show. Like right. maybe it's not going to be perfect or maybe not every episode is going to be like the greatest thing I've ever watched. But, um, this feels like the pipe dream version of the show where it's like my ideal show is every episode is either very, very, very great or amazing perfection. And, uh, (laughs) that is what we've gotten. So like the worst episode was a great episode and the best episodes have been just so, 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 so perfect. Uh, from our perspectives anyway, uh, 
I'm excited for more. Obviously, there is uh, only four episodes left, which is kind of heartbreaking to say. We only got another month of The Last of Us, Aurora, but uh, we will we will do our well, best. But you know what? I'm excited mm. because there's so many things that haven't happened yet that happened in the game that I want to see. Yes. That I'm just like eagerly waiting yeah and you know we're gonna get you know we're gonna get all of them so i can't wait uh i know actually i know like you're hoping for the giraffe scene to exist in the show they they have to i don't know how they can't no way it's they won't add that it's one of it's one of the most iconic moments from the game some would say the most iconic moment no if you ask me like top 10 moments in a video game that's my number one yeah yeah i mean i remember how excited you were to like see elephants in the uncharted lost yeah. legacy game yes and you're like this is close <laughs> to the giraffes but like close but but the giraffe yeah I mean, the last of us is just amazing yeah, yeah i they have to do it they have to yeah. yeah um okay everybody that is the podcast for this week head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show of course this is a listener supported podcast and we have a couple of ways you can help out there if you so choose we have a patreon patreon.com slash cinemageekly we have our merch store geeklymerch.com links for those are in the show notes for this episode of course you can find us on apple podcast google podcast stitcher spotify and audible just search for clickerbait, two words, not one. The official clickerbait, Aurora, not the <laughs> imposter clickerbait. Um, just hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about more The Last of Us on HBO and HBO Max Season 1, Episode 6, called Kin. I'm just a Just a ghost